I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison and here is Dave Cray. Hoi, 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 hoi. A lot of hoys. A lot of hoys. So Chris Hoy of hoys. I mean, that makes literally no sense. Uh, I, as you might be able to tell, Pete, am operating on not loads of sleep and slight delirium. A little bit husky. Yeah, it does. Oh, do I? Yeah, I know. I've just had one of those few nights where I've not slept very well, and then I went out last night. Out? Oh, I can't remember what that's like. I spent yesterday. I spent last night, Peter, inside a theatre. Did you? A That's real exciting. live theatre. Uh, yes, it was a clap and grand. It was very all very safely done and socially distanced and safe seats and stuff. But it was a big live comedy fundraiser, um, which was wonderful. I, it was so nice to just be, you know, near other humans, experiencing stuff. Oh, what an absolute joy. The only thing that I didn't particularly like, and I shall be feeding it back, Pete, is the drinks system rather than an app. They put a little flag on your table, and when you wanted a drink, you had to wave the flag. So it's like quite a good system in theory, but two problems. One, you feel like an absolute bellend. I was going to say, I think I'd feel like I was being really demanding every time I waved it. Neither of the two friends I was with wanted to wave. That They were like, I'm not waving the flag. I look like a prick. I was like, well, that's the system, lads. Um, But then also... Actually, unless somebody comes immediately, quite wearing on the old bicep to be holding that flag and waving it for like two or three minutes, you know? Sure, yeah. Like my arms were starting to ache after a bit. Um, so there you go. But maybe, you know, maybe swings and roundabouts. Maybe it's a bit of exercise. Maybe you've done a bit of a workout there. It's true. Biceps, gains. Biceps, gains. gains. I've not been to the gym today, Pete, as a, you know, as a, sort of, as, as a direct result of the, holding the small flag up. So <laughs> I think I've done my weekly workout there. Um, but there you go. Yes, no, I'll try and make my brain work and my voice work. But that's the explanation for that. Well, that's reasonable. I also, um, interestingly, saw my friend Mel for the first time since lockdown this weekend. That's quite exciting when you're reunited. Very lovely. Really nice. Absolute joy. And... Within sort of 10, 15 minutes of arriving, she was like, tell me about your new car. And I said, I've not told anybody that I've got a new car. Like, how oh, do you yes, know? Oh, yes, you have. I know. And it turns out it's because she heard it on this very podcast, Pete. So, um, yeah, strangely, my friends, like, the reunion was 
lovely but slightly like i felt like i didn't know anything that happened to mel in the last five months and she was like i know everything that's happened to you because you've been saying it every week on this podcast so yeah that's true you know. it was your way of keeping people up to date isn't it's it? a public service isn't it yeah, it's absolutely. an absolute public service um so there you go what about you good week etc um i mean i've been up since four in the morning because i'm on, i'm doing doing the old breakfast this uh, this week so my my brain's probably on a go slow as well. We're just we're just gently lowering people's expectations. Yeah, we really are. And just to put it into perspective, I wasn't yet in bed when you were getting up. Really? Yes. Bad news, isn't it? Bad news for the old bed routine. I cycled to work at four a.m., which felt quite exciting. Oh yeah, how was that? Is it just completely empty and quiet? Oh, the, I was king of the road, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> like the little hedgehog. Yeah. Um, that'll mean nothing to anyone outside the UK, I wouldn't have thought, and probably nothing to a lot of younger people in the UK. I don't think you should explain it. Great. I'm having quite a hedgehoggy day, actually. You have? Yeah, because hedgehogs were mentioned earlier, because... <laughs> Because um, a, a rare albino hedgehog has been found in uh, in in my home county of Yorkshire. A rare albino hedgehog, and it's called oh, what's it called? Oh, it's called Jack Frost. Okay, good, sure. Do you know what a baby hedgehog's called, Drew? Uh, oh, fucking hell! <laughs> he called me Drew again. Did he just call me Drew again? Because it's just flashed up on my phone. It's been weeks since you called me Drew. (laughs) Tired brain. Insane. Also, why is Drew constantly texting you whilst you're recording? (laughs) It's because I have WhatsApp open on my screen. No, but it's always fucking Drew, isn't it? It's not. You never call me anything else. It's consistently Drew. Well, it's a four-letter name beginning with D. Yeah, I mean, I see your confusion, but also, you know, well, I mean, maybe maybe it's just Pete and Drew from now on. That's mm. fine. What was I talking about? Uh, the, head, the, the, the albino hedgehog, Pete, obviously. Oh, yeah. Do you know, do you know, <laughs> do you know what a baby hedgehog's called? Uh, is it called Drew? No, it's not. It's better than that. What's it called? A baby hedgehog is called a hoglet. Oh, that is good, isn't it? Really good. Big fan of a hoglet. Um, so, and then we've referred to the king of the road hedgehogs, and this links incredibly into this week's request. Uh, Does it? Yeah, because the request starts, dear the kings of podcasts. Oh, from, I mean, I, I mean that's absolutely not us, but thanks. Well, no, I know. I'll be forwarding it to James Acaster and Ed Gamble shortly. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, I can only assume that this message from Dalton. Uh, is 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 meant for us. Dalton's a good name, isn't it? Well, I was about to say, so I'm trying to work out, because this is one of our regular listeners and quizzes, and the Instagram name is Dalton Fell, but the actual handle is Harkness CJ. So, what, what's Dalton Fell? So who are you? Yes! They say, I would send a voice recording, but I sound like sick Monica on Helium. I'd like to nominate the one with Frank Jr. simply because it has two of my favourite jokes in all of Friends, uh, that being Joey cutting Chandler's door in half and Joey drilling into the wall uh, and Chandler saying, you get me, you kill me. Both great moments, definitely. Uh, P.S. I bloody love your podcast and your quizzes, even if I don't win. You are the light of my life, my Rachel to my Ross, the thing that keeps me going. If there were two buttons, one destroyed your podcast and the other one destroyed all other podcasts, except the other ones you're involved in, 
I would keep your podcast. Oh, that's nice. Well, that's nice, isn't it? What a great way of describing the love of the podcast. Yeah, that's, that that's is... set the bar quite high, hasn't that it? has, hasn't it? Uh, then uh, signs off with, sorry, got a tad carried away there. Thanks for reading. I'm off for a cold shower now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but A, sorry it's taken us so long to get to this request from, I think, April. And B, I, I say apologies to everyone listening that it's taken us, Pete and Drew, so long to get to this episode of Friends because, Pete, I'm going to say it there and, and we've not had one for a while. This is, for me, a jackpot episode. Does that mean that you like them all? I th- yeah, it's a, it's a three. Every plot is an absolute banger, I think. So, season three, episode five, the one with Frank Jr. Here's a synopsis. Phoebe's half-brother Frank Jr. visits, but his quirky behaviour makes bonding difficult. Meanwhile, Joey builds an entertainment unit that's far too big for the apartment and annoys Chandler. And Ross is challenged to name the five celebrities he'd most like to sleep with. Three great plots, Pete. Uh, but which would you like to start with? I don't I'll let know. you choose. Ooh, that's nice, isn't it? Okay, so um, should we just do them in the order that I've written them down in my notes? <laughs> so okay, that's fine. first up, entertainment unit, Pete. Firstly, I'd say an entertainment unit is very ambitious for a first crack at carpentry. So this is the first thing I've written is just Joey doing carpentry question mark, which <laughs> is bold, isn't it? And, and the thing is. Like, there's a lot going on here, and a lot that Joey messes up, right? And a lot of people that Joey nearly kills. But the actual end product, albeit too wide, very, like, smart and neat, isn't it? Well, yes, but the unit also um, clearly has the same sort of multiple drilled holes that Flatpak has. I mean, it's definitely a flat pack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they haven't disguised it very well, have they? Like, No attempt to disguise it. It's completely implausible that he has made this from scratch. Although, it, it should have been very clear that that unit was too long. Like, long before it's been propped up against the wall. The, the thing that's always annoyed me about this episode, and we'll come on to it, and I've written in capitals in my notes, is the whole scene where they're propping up the unit, the, the six of them, yeah? Yeah. And they're all, there's the whole, are we going on one or three? Or, you know, there's counting and it's all that faff. And then they all stand it up and then they step back and then they all basically go, oh, it's too big. Like, it's the same width it was when it was lying down on the floor in yes, the exact against same the place. Wall. Yes, exactly. Like, they would have known this, like you say, days before, really, but definitely when it was finished and before they'd stood it up, everyone can see that it's clearly too long. Why? What, what's happened there? I would also say um, that denim doesn't strike me as a good fabric to do DIY in. So the jeans thing's interesting, isn't it, coming from a 2020 perspective? Because those jeans look quite normal now. Yes, they do, don't they? They're just, Joey's just wearing skinny jeans, basically, isn't he? Yeah, looks just, quite good. Yeah, just like fabric tight against the old leg. and But it's a real, they really make a big thing about it, don't they? Yeah, what does Chandler say? Oh, oh Matt, my... Matt and Maya, those snug or something like yeah, that, that's... doesn't he? Um, I mean, is it because it's a durable fabric? Do you know what? Um, I'm about to make a really specific UK reference. Okay. Um, uh, More so than the King of the Road Hedgehog. All the best references have to be flagged in advance. Sure. <laughs> Drop that um, casual reference in, Pete. <laughs> doing DIY in jeans reminds me of Handy Andy. 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 <laughs> of changing rooms, yes. Exactly. As soon as you started that sentence, yes. I knew you were going full Handy Andy. Yeah. Um, really does, doesn't it? That's yeah. that's the look, and maybe that's where he got his look from. Remember when the teapot smashed? Yes. 
if you aren't from the UK, it's there's definitely versions of the show in America, but it's you know two sets of friends or you know two families swap a, a, a room in each other's house don't they they go into a room in the other person's house and yeah you do your mate's room up completely make it over with hilarious consequences most but of the time there is one incredible episode where uh the aforementioned handy andy mm. and his uh, designer partner they design a floating shelving unit for lots of expensive teapots and you can i'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil it but you can kind of see where this is going uh well, you, just you, you google literally, you literally said do you remember the teapot smashed about three minutes oh ago, did i remember? yeah well <laughs> they all smashed that's how you started uh, the sentence <laughs> well uh go just go on youtube and search for changing room teapots it was one of those things that was so telegraphed from the start though wasn't it it was properly like so uh over exhibit a is a collection of very expensive antique teapots uh what do you think we should do with that oh a precarious experimental shelving unit sure what could possibly go wrong and they didn't show the person whose teapots they were being told no which i i would fucking love to watch that the problem is it must have been a bad reaction because the drama of it would have been perfect that's what they'd have wanted you know they'd have wanted Mm. that drama moment it must have been so bad i got emailed the other day by a pr company and the offer was an interview with carol smiley and you said no well i just didn't reply how far she's fallen yeah you don't have to reply it's very rude to just reply how far she's fallen (laughs) getting rejected by me (laughs) (laughs) not even good enough for friends with friends carol Justice for the teapot owners. Justice for the teapot owners. Uh, anyway, back to friends, is it? So, going back to the start, Joey is really meticulously measuring this unit at the start, isn't he? I don't know how it ends up being so wrong. I know he references, oh, maybe my ruler's wrong, but he's got about four measuring devices, and he's like the whole f- opening sequence is him really carefully measuring it all out, isn't it? Yes, and just has quite a professional setup, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, he seems to have all the. Like, where does he normally keep all this stuff? Well, I don't know. And this is um, why is this only just coming out now? Because this is the same as. So, what ends up happening is he, he inexplicably offers to do Monica's bathroom tiles. Like, like, why would he? Why would he offer? He's sort of like, oh, while I'm doing it, while you're doing what? While you've got the the snug jeans out. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's no real reason you'd immediately have to do it at the same time. While I'm building this shelving unit, I will just retile your bathroom. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> but again. In his defence, it's a nice it's a nice outcome, isn't it? It's a very professional job, I'd say. I mean the tiles are horrible, but it's a nice it's a nice job. I did notice that Monica's bath is in a different position to where it is, it is. in the Chandler and Monica in the bath episode. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? The whole and- bathroom sort of changed by the later seasons, isn't it? Um but the thing is with Joey, here's my thing. Do more of this stuff, mate. You can build really great stuff. You can tile a floor. Yeah, yeah. Why are you just consistently broke because you don't act? Get, get on it. Get on yeah, the bloody... very handy. Handyman circuit. Talk to Andy. Handy Joey. Handy Joey. I do um, also love the bit... You know where the drill goes through the wall? Yes. Chandler is leaning against a wall, seemingly napping, in what looks like an incredibly unnatural position. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? In fairness to Joey, it's unlikely that your roommate's going to be sat on the floor in the corner of the room reading with his back to a hard wall <laughs> yeah it's it's not it's just yeah there is there's no plausible explanation for that unless there's nowhere else for you to read like sit on your bed sit on a chair you've got a sofa all of the above like why are you there 
Also, a uh, couple of things I'd like to know, Peter. Big fan I am, actually, of the half door. That whole bit is in the, the open, isn't it? It's in the opening bit. And, and yet that sawn through door remains for the rest of Friends. And the only other thing I'd say, this plotline is one of the cultural references that allows me to know uh, the president's on a dollar bill. Because uh, at the end, yeah. when Chandler locks him in and he says, well, hello, Mr. Lincoln. That's how I've always known that uh, Abraham Lincoln's on the $5 bill. Similarly, in the way that I now know Alexander Hamilton's on the $10 bill since the musical Hamilton came out. Which you're a very big fan of. Uh, which, yes, but it's literally referenced in the sort of the fourth line of the whole show, the $10 founding father. Um, so all I'll say is it'd be nice to compile at some point a list of cultural references that make those things easy because then that is going to be my specialist pub quiz subject from now on i think because you've not done enough quizzes so far uh, it extends to five dollar bill and ten dollar bill only so uh, <laughs> keep the quiz uh tight uh yeah good i mean great great time to sort of uh oop, cheeky sideways plug into the quiz isn't it there this this sunday this yes. sunday in fact uh the next the very next sunday which in case you've listened to this after is the 30th of august so if it is after the 30th of august when you're you're hearing this then um well you've missed it haven't you you've absolutely missed it but spoiler alert there's a whole round on presidents on dollar bills um but yes 8 p.m sunday the 30th of august british time over on our instagram at fwf pod come join us we haven't done one for a month it'll be fun Dave and Pete here from the podcast you're already listening to. You cannot get away from us, uh, but there's more information here in a very succinct little snippet. We're now on Patreon, uh, as you might have heard us mention, with a couple of subscriptions to choose between. You can get friends with friends without adverts and get new episodes a day early. That's on our Gavin tier. Or choose to sign up for our new spin-off, Joey with Friends, a spin-off reviewing a spin-off. And there'll be new episodes every month. That's on our Jack Geller tier. All the information you'll need and the place to sign up is at patreon.com forward slash friends pod get yourself some gas and air and breathe deeply we're talking on the phone while he had his arm inside my vagina in my head i was saying could you go and see if the anesthetist is free and what i was actually saying out loud was help me cd player that's one torn every minute with me beth Morrie. available now from great big owl help me hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. To the title plot, is it, Peter? Yes, okay then. Frank Jr. Uh, or Jr., depending how you write it down. Frank Jr. Uh, this is the first proper appearance of Frank Jr., although we will point out before everybody else goes, but actually he appeared Double in... A little uh, cameo. Yeah, a little cameo when he threw the condom into Phoebe's guitar case earlier in, in the first season, didn't he? Um, Do you think they thought, oh, he threw that condom into that guitar case <laughs> so well, we've got to recast him? That's the sort of energy we're really looking for in Friends. That sort of, do, you remember, do you remember the condom thrower? Yeah. yeah that's, that's what we really... I feel that's what we're missing. So anyway, this is the first time we properly meet him. And actually, like, what I w- you know, we know Frank Junior now, don't we? I'd say great character. He is great, yeah. Really, like, great, great value. But not, not, not so much in this first episode, is he? One of the first things he says about his trip to, to the city yeah. to see Phoebe, he makes multiple references to wanting ninja stars. Oh, and yeah. when he first said this, I was like, does he mean like those those like the metal weapons that ninjas throw? And that is what he means. Like, what, where's that connection between New York and ninja stars come from? Are they freely available in New York? Is that just a sort of like you can get anything in the big city? You know that kind of thing, and that's the thing that he really wants. Yeah, maybe. But the whole setup is it's just very excruciating, isn't it? Like they're not bonding at all. I'd say, to be fair to him, he's a young idiot kid. Like Phoebe, is trying, but. I just it, it not not none of it flows at all, does it? Like he's obviously got nothing to offer, so I think she's chasing after a lost cause for for the initial part of it at least. I do think it ends up being quite sweet and quite endearing, though that that to him was a really lovely weekend. Yes, well, it's <laughs> this, the ending of this for for my perspective, Pete, is quite bittersweet because. Uh, like you say, it is actually really nice, that moment where he goes, oh, we had a lovely weekend. You know, this is basically the most fun I've had in ages, blah, blah, blah. Slightly problematic that that brother-sister bonding moment comes as a direct result of Frank Jr. sexually assaulting Jasmine. Well, yes. And, and also, does does Frank Jr., albeit briefly, think that Phoebe is suggesting they sleep together? Well, so the whole uh, awkward massage prostitute mix-up conversation where, you know, we watch it back and we know what's happening. He thinks she's a prostitute. He thinks she's talking about massage. But yes, he sort of goes along with it and he gets weirded out when she says things like, oh, what are big sisters for? But he's strangely excited by the oh, idea. Oh, he's not saying no to it, is he? Not well, saying no yeah, to it. He's strangely excited by the idea of his sister being uh, a, a cool girl, isn't he? And there is that moment with Jasmine where, and this line is is obviously an Americanism and it's very clear why it was edited out of the uh, British screening of it. Um, but she says that he, he touched her... I, I don't even want to say the word. Fanny? It's just, oh, it's just such a horrible word. <laughs> was is that, that, was that edited word? out of the British version, was it, on the TV? I've never seen that line before. Have you not? That's interesting. Um, yes, because it well, I mean, it, it it means very different things, doesn't it? It's just like the it's it's, it's the opposite, it's the other side of the body, isn't it? Really? Yeah. For a British audience, it's a very arresting line, isn't it? That, but I'd for, say that's one of my least favorite words. 
Is it? That's yeah. interesting. You'll Why? know that I've not even said it. Yes, you haven't, have you? Can... It's just it's just such a horrible <laughs> Can can we make you say it? I don't want no, to push I'm, you on I'm it. I'm not I'm not gonna say it. Don't you, aren't there just some words that you absolutely hate? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um but Banter. Oh one of the very worst ones. One of the very worst ones. Anyway, moving on, is it? I think that's probably wise. <laughs> so yeah, so Frank is sort of strangely excited. Uh, about this whole situation and you know he's he makes that reference oh do, do monica and rachel work there aka can i have sex with your friends please you know the other interesting thing about the whole massage thing be it whether frank jr thinks he's about to have sex with a, a hooker or whether uh, phoebe's offering a massage she is offering a free massage not by her she's just giving away one of her colleagues yes. free, like an hour of her colleague's time without checking any checking with anyone there's also a moment where Phoebe and Monica are talking about the fact that Phoebe and Frank Jr. aren't getting on too well. And Monica talks about the times when she and Ross have like had squabbles, of course, yeah. and mentions mentions an atomic wedgie. Which yes. she says is when the waistband goes over your head. Like Physically that, impossible. It, it must literally be impossible without seriously injuring someone or ripping, the ripping pants. your pants. Yeah. And the rip would be excruciating because that would imply yeah. so much pressure on the undercarriage. Yeah, that it's torn. That it's properly come apart. I know. What a, what a weird thing. Unless an American underwear... May, you know, maybe the sort of underwear you wear at school in America is notoriously giving. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know, Pete, will we? Unless Why would that be necessary us. for school? Well, because I presume like a wedgie is the sort of thing that you would... That, you're like school age when you're giving wedgies, right? Have you ever been given a wedgie? No, I just don't think they're a thing here. I honestly don't think they're a thing here. I'd be interested to know from our American listeners and Canadian listeners if they are that much of an actual thing in American high school. Because I don't know, I don't know if you're the same people, I don't know how much of the stuff we see in films and TV from like American high schools is just sort of a Hollywood version of it. Yes. And how much mean. actually happens. But I'm pretty sure no one's ever been given a wedgie in the UK, right? So along those lines yeah. of wedgies happening, name something else that you would like to know from an American or Canadian or just North American uh, listener as to whether that happens in high school. Well, like, the, so one of the main things is the, like, the such divide between the football players yep. and the nerds, as it were. Good one, yeah. And the, the cheerleader. Do you know, like, there's, it's portrayed in all... Um, filmed things isn't it as like these proper tribes and like you're not allowed to talk to the football player if you're a math geek or whatever and all that sort of stuff and it's sort of a massive taboo if you're in the glee club but you're also a sports person you know all of that sort of stuff and i just don't know honestly how how and, oh or the other one mate sororities and um yeah. fraternities yeah are they mad they sound mad right it just sounds like freshers but but permanently Yes, the, well, again, the only bit you get to see of that is basically everybody drinking out of a red cup and being so drunk it's unacceptable socially. Do you know what I mean? You don't. I don't understand what they do apart from that. Do they all live in a big house together, like a big mansion house that someone rich has left for the sorority? Like, what? What the fuck is it all about? Honestly, yeah. could do a whole bloody podcast on this, Pete. And by could do, I mean I could ask somebody questions about it because I have zero information on it, really. Uh, so there's your homework. There's your homework, everyone. Um, Frank and Phoebe are discussing the date. So that's one of their awkward conversations when Phoebe says, oh, February the 18th. And he says, oh, I know someone that's the 16th. And uh, I just noticed this, Peter. This is probably too much detail. 
And Frank says his is October the 25th and Phoebe pauses uh, for comic effect and then says that's the same month as Halloween, despite the fact that it's literally the week after Ross's birthday, uh, which is October the 18th. But she doesn't even think of that. She doesn't know Ross's birthday, mate. I'm very surprised that you do. Well, I only know it because it's my oldest friend's birthday, my friend Rick, uh, same birthday, October the 18th. Although Ross's birthday is a, a bone of contention, as I think we might have discussed previously. Cause does it, it is, change? It does change, yeah. Right. I think there's one in December or May or something. I can't remember, but yeah. It's like the Queen. But he um, he says October 18th, I think that's the final one, he says when Joey punches him, you know, and they're in the hospital filling out the form. Oh, yes. So there you go. That sums up, I think, the Frank Jr. thing. It's basically the introduction of Frank Jr., isn't it? And then by the end, we have this nice sweet moment, like you say, which paves the way for, I will say it, I'd say a, a top tier Friends character, Frank Jr. Oh, yeah, he's great. Absolutely up there in the sort of Jack Geller realm. Okay, Ross and Rossellini. Ross Rossellini. Be good if they got married and he took her name. Uh, unlikely because... Uh, oh, he wouldn't do that. He would not <laughs> do that. Not a chance. Not a chance. Yeah, bloody. Yeah, you adorable misogynist, you, Ross. <laughs> um, first point of order, Peter, is the freebie list where you pick celebrities that you can have sex with when in a relationship something that friends created. Uh, I, I, yes, I, I imagine it probably is because when it's brought up, as as and there's a few things that we've touched on before on the podcast, isn't there? Where you go, is that that's the first? Is that the first time that sort of happened in the mainstream? Well, I also thought that about another moment in this episode, and that is when Monica says, "Um, where did you get those jeans from? 1982 or something?" Oh, uh, right. And I wondered if that was a friend's thing. Yeah, potentially. because we have learned on this podcast that so many like comedy joke cliches come from friends without you realizing it yeah absolutely well the urban dictionary if you look up freebie list the list of five celebrities who should the opportunity arise once i to sleep with blah, blah blah the concept was made popular in the friends episode the one with frank jr so there that's the furthest back they go to attribute it there you go to sort of mainstream culture so um yeah because it's always those times when one of the people says something and then the rest of the friends are like what the fuck is that man this is this is a completely alien concept to us you know yeah um in that in that exact accent it's my American accent. It's very accurate. I think we can agree. Mm. Um, so yeah, so they're, they're doing the lists, aren't they? Everyone quickly rattles out their list apart from Monica, who won't play along. And then the rest of this episode is spent with Ross making his make, making a proper fucking meal out of his list, basically. Even by Ross's standards, yeah. printing and laminating a list of people you'd like to sleep with is incredibly lame. Honestly, it's tortuous to be honest. Watch, like it's a bit unbearable to to be a viewer for this plot line at some point never mind to be his actual friend you just be like are you fucking joking mate Abs- like why are we friends with this guy yeah too much time in your hands <laughs> a lot of universe problems isn't there in this episode pete well yes susan sarandon susan sarandon glitch in the matrix winona Ryder. yeah her too also in friends and a indirect one well two indirect ones actually uh jessica rabbit referenced mm. by chandler yeah Yep. Voiced by Kathleen Turner, who plays Chandler's dad. <laughs> really? Yep. So that's an indirect glitch in the Matrix. And then Chandler also mentions Yasmeen Bleeth, who I believe maybe not quite at the exact time, but um, uh, around this era, uh, was dating Matthew Perry. No, really? So that's not really a glitch in the Matrix. That's just a bit of a, a weird, oop, that's a weird crossover moment. 
So there you go. So yeah, Ross agonizes, agonizes, agonizes. He's got Isabella Rossellini on the list. He takes her off. I mean, I do remember watching this one for the first time, Pete, and the Isabella Rossellini twist when she walks in is that's it's great. Like now we know what's going to happen. But the first time I watched that, I was like, apps. Well, I tell you what, what I actually was was she walked in. I went, I don't know who that is. Well, also. She gets such a weird reaction from the audience. Yes. Because it's like, she gets like a polite clap and then yeah. one person woos and that's it. It really, yeah, watching it back, it really feels like she got to no reaction and then they went, can we all just pretend you really knew who that was and yeah. give her like a, an applause? Because it's not, a, it's not a Bruce Willis or a Brad Pitt moment, is it? You know, where they Absolutely go fucking not, nuts. Um, it is properly like, oh, please welcome to the stage, Isabella Rossellini, a thing. You're like, oh, don't really know who that is, but I'll, I'll politely clap. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised you can't actually hear someone just go, who's that? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, but in the context, now I know who Isabella Rossellini is, which I didn't as a kid. Um, it's a good get, isn't it? It's a good get and a good plot line. And like, um, you know, you forget how all these things would have had to work sort of behind the scenes. Do you think they invited Susan Sarandon, uh, Winona Ryder, uh, invited everyone else and Isabella Rossellini is the only one who phoned back? I do. Like, I didn't... It felt... It felt disingenuous to say that, Pete, but it does feel like... She would not have been the first choice for that cameo. Well, yeah, and the list is... I mean, Dorothy Hamill's like a funny gag one, right? But the actual list itself is like A lister, A lister, A lister, Isabella, Ros- Isabella Rossellini. You know, like it's um, it, there's a market to drop off, I'd say, in the quality of celebrity uh, for the one they managed to secure to come on Friends. Ross does go and approach her, doesn't he? Yes, he does. With Rachel's While permission. Watches, yeah. Oh God, yeah, proper. There's a bit actually. Did you notice where Isabella, where Isabella Rossellini looks at Chandler when Ross sort of goes, "My friend Chandler," and she completely breaks almost she starts laughing yeah she gives him a little wave doesn't she yeah 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 but it's you can it's definitely not a sort of in character in character laugh that that's a proper like this is funny and they're all sitting there looking comically over the sofa um is it is it god it's hard to say you can't it's a, say her name can no, you no i mean the, the real secret here depending on how this has been edited is that i've fucked it up every single time so far <laughs> uh this time i imagine it'll definitely stay in as a mistake but i've always gone is a bizarre rosaliza um, Isab- Isab- Isabella Rossellini I mean I've forgotten my point as well I've, 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 I've laboured over that bit so much That I can't really remember What my point was in the first place um, But to sum up Can we stop saying Isabella Rossellini Yes I think we can Got it right first time there In your face Maybe I'll edit in you saying it wrong So <laughs> at no point you'll get it right <laughs> You bastard That's about it isn't it Peter. Yeah, not much else to report. Not much else to report. Thank you for your ears, uh, dear listener. What a weird way of saying it, but thanks oh, for I listening. I thought you were thanking me then. Thank you for your ears as well, Peter. It's lovely to speak to your we ears. We should politely thank each other at the end of each episode, shouldn't we? Yeah, well, maybe nice we should touch. just thank our ears because they're the, only, they're the only bits of our body that are actually in contact with the other person. That's true. Thank you to your ears. Thank you to your ears. Uh, quiz on Sunday. Um, the first episode of Joey is up on our Patreon uh, like we mentioned do go and check that out if you fancy it Uh, and that is the other business I'd say that's all the any other business thank you for all of your ears (laughs) good ears to you all happy new ears
complete it, mate. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.